$600,000 in cash. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So the mom does what any good mom does. She hides it under the kitchen sink. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of All Booked, Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Jamie and Amy, who is brand new to the podcast, are joining us today to talk about The Last Thing That Someone Told Somebody, right? The Last yeah. Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. All right. So how about you tell us how you stumbled on this book? I'm going to let Amy go first. So I stumbled on it through Instagram because I follow Reese Witherspoon's book club, and it popped up and she had so many good things to say about it. And then three days later, I yeah. was talking to Jamie. Yeah, I said, I had a, like, it was a rainy weekend. Imagine that. And I was like, I started this book yesterday and I can't put it down. It's not what I would usually read, but I'm like super into it and I'm going to finish it today. And Amy said, Wait, it's the last thing he told me, isn't it? And you were like, how? Yes. Was like she was a mind reader. <laughs> she knew what I was reading. So we just happened to be reading the same book. She had just read it. Like yes. the weekend before. And she said she finished it in two days. And then I was like, well, I better finish it in a day and a half. So I've got a one-upper. Uh, so we did some competitive reading. But it was like super compelling that we had both read it. So you said it's not normally your type of book. What kind of book is this? That's a great question. Um, it's I'm going to stop short of calling it Chiclet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more kind of a lighter fiction with a tiny bit of suspense. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, at first I thought it was going to be a little more psychological thriller, but it's kind of medium psychological thriller, medium on the chiclet. Um, It's just very readable. Um, Mm -hmm. Reminds me of Evie Drake. Um, Just like a book that nobody saw coming, but when people read it, they were like, oh my God, I loved that book. Mm -hmm. So A good summer book. A good summer book. Great airplane book, great beach book, great pool book. Yep. rainy day book absolutely (laughs) yeah so how about you guys tell us a little bit about the story i'm going to back up and tell you a little bit about the author and my history with the author like 15 years ago i picked up a book on the shelf that looked very much like chiclet and it was called london is the best city in america by laura dave and i liked it and then a few years ago i read 800 grapes which was also by Laura Dave, and I liked it. And it's very setting-rich. That book takes okay. place in, you're going to have to help me because you've been there, Sebastopol in the um, wine country in California. That's where it took place, and it's obviously about the wine industry. This one takes place in California. California, like a, I can't remember the town. I think it starts with an S. I don't remember the town, but it, it's on. It's in California, and they live in a boathouse, like one of yeah. those, like mm-hmm. you know, floating homes, mm-hmm. which I was very intrigued by. I yeah. would like to have, and a, there's a purpose for that that they're on the floating. There's lots of house. Sec- there's some secrets in this book. <laughs> yeah. So the main character, her name is Hannah, and she's recently married this hottie named Owen. And one day she's home and. There's like a knock on the door. It's like a mysterious knock. And Mm -hmm. somebody drops off a duffel bag full of cash. There was just a note in the beginning. Oh, just the the note was not the cash. So here's the mystery. We're trying to unravel it. The note says, like, protect her or take care of her. Just protect her, her, period. And um, the girl who drops it off was like, your husband said, give this to you. Okay. So she's she's a teenager from school. Yeah. 
who she doesn't know. Total stranger. She's like, what is this? Uh, random note, protect who, and the only, who, the only other person in the house is the hottie's daughter, Bailey. Yes. Um, it's confusing because everybody in this book technically gets a second name later. Oh, There's their no. real name and okay. their fake name. But her name is Bailey, at least in the beginning, and yeah. she's like 16. She's one of those moody teenager mm-hmm. people. Very moody. Yeah. And the couple had only been married for like a year, so it's her stepmom um, and the note protector. But guess what? Owen doesn't come home for dinner that night <laughs> or breakfast the next morning. No. So he's missing in action. And then where does this where does the bag of money come in? It was like in the girl's locker. Yes. It yeah. was the it was the daughter who brought it and said, I don't know what to do with this and she opens it up and it's cash. Six hundred thousand dollars in cash. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So the mom does what any good mom does. She hides it under the kitchen sink. Yes. <laughs> for, for safekeeping. I kept thinking, why is no one in breaking? the floating yeah. house? In yes, the floating, in the floating house. house. Yeah, it's super safe. Yeah. So Owen, the dad, he does not come home for dinner or breakfast or lunch. He's missing. And then this big news story breaks that um, his company, which is like this big tech company, is um, under investigation and they've arrested the CEO for fraud and blah, blah, blah. So everybody thinks, well, obviously Owen is deep involved in in this fraud or in this something because why did he run mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the stage setting of mystery number one yes mystery number one yes <laughs> there's a mystery on top of a riddle on top of an enigma no there's like there's another layer because everyone thinks he disappeared because he like embezzled money or like he was mm-hmm. part of this fraud which but I'm that's... sure the $600,000 in cash in a duffel bag definitely doesn't work in his favor right yes yeah it makes him look guilty of something yes and while they're going through this they share more background about how they got married or how they met and all this stuff about background information so it keeps going forward and backwards pretty consistently and and they're definitely in that she's doing that to make it seem definitely like owen's a really great guy like yeah. they definitely want to establish that um, he didn't just run away that they're in love that they had mm-hmm. a good marriage that they're good people like that's a big yeah. part of what the author's trying to do but so you're like well then where is he and why is <laughs> yeah. you know blah 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 so how long had hannah and owen known each other only like a year or two they've been married like a year or two not very long there's a little bit of a love story that comes in, but it's almost more of a survival love story, like okay, that comes into play. And you think in the beginning that it's sort of true love, and then towards the end, you're like, oh, there was many different things to kind of pull you along to say there was more to it than him just meeting her and falling in love. Are you saying they didn't love each other? I think she loved him. You don't think he loved her? <laughs> there was he had a good reason to pick her based on her background and the fact that she really knew nobody because her grandfather had passed away and he was the only person in her life. It was the perfect person for him to marry because he needed someone that didn't have a big past and big ties. any past and no family to look into who he was. And that his past. Very interesting theory, Amy. But may I draw your attention to the last <laughs> scene in the book, which we won't we won't say what it is. But didn't that make you think it was a little bit romantic? I, on her part, yes, but still on his, I think it was. Oh my gosh, Amy! <laughs> like you've been married for too long. Like, you need to, you need to get the romance vibe back. There was just so many reasons for him to pick her. Okay, you know, it was a perfect 
scenario for him. So now everyone has he needed. Yeah, everyone has a reason to read this book now to see if they agree with Jamie or they yes. agree with Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let an online poll, and you can tell us later. Yeah, but yeah, it's, there, I think there's an undercurrent of romance that definitely runs through the book. So yeah. romance, just like Evie Drake, like it's yeah. not like a typical romance, but um, people who like that kind of elements mm-hmm. the boy meets girl it's there's there. a yeah, yeah. There, it's there and i think along the way she's trying to prove to herself that he loves her by giving different scenarios of their life and like what they what they would do on a daily basis it's like oh we had dinner by ourselves on the end of the boat you know you rub my shoulders yeah so she would go into this stuff to make you like feel like she's pushing that yeah he loves me right yeah, interesting. Yeah. How does her relationship with Bailey change once Owen's out of the picture? Well, yeah, they should. <laughs> yeah, they become much closer but because they it have to. It takes a while. Yeah, but they yeah. have to. So the book starts in um, in California on the floating house, but then they're tracing down, let's just call it the truth about Owen, yeah. uh, which brings them to Texas, uh, oh. to Austin. And again, she's very good at bringing in place. Uh, to the book to make it feel really real. Um, so if you went to UT, uh, you it is very real. Like the hotel is real, and like things that they do are they go very to the stadium, Austin. they go to this bar. Yeah. So you definitely feel like you're in Austin for part of it. Mm-hmm. But as they try to track down like what happened or what's true about Owen, they have to depend on each other. And then whatever's true about Owen is going to change what's true about Bailey. Oh, so there's that. Yes. And that's where the true mystery comes in, I think, is all the background behind Bailey, who she really is. Was this book hard to put down? Like, I know you read it really quickly. Oh, my gosh. It was, was so it? hard to put yeah. down. Yeah. It's just one of those books that's um, just oddly enjoyable. Like, yeah. it's not work to read it. You don't have to mm-hmm. like, no, it takes care of itself and you just get taken along as the reader. You yeah. don't have to put in work like you do with literary fiction or some other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally more exciting than scrolling social media. That's oh, how exciting hey, that, it is. That's a big that's high praise. It is. Yeah. It is. Like I would I picked up the book every time and I would have otherwise been doing something else. I couldn't put it down. Other books that it's kind of like like if you like Leanne Moriarty, um mm-hmm. I definitely yeah, would yeah. Similar. And once I am Almost positive. So Amy said Reese Witherspoon picked it up for her book club, probably also picked up the television rights, right? So this will probably yeah. be a miniseries, or, you know, however yeah. those Reese books work. Um, and it'll be great. Yeah, I think so. I can't wait to see really it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I read through the reviews before we started this interview just to kind of see what people were saying on the positive and negative side. Um, mm-hmm. Positives included pacing and, you know, people were saying that they were just kind of drawn into the book. The negative was that there were some parts that were not very believable. Is there anything like that that you saw when you read through it that you can give away without spoiling things? Well, I mean, first of all, people, almost all fiction, you have to suspend belief, right? Right. Just, Especially mystery. That yeah. just doesn't happen that way. Yeah, it relies a lot on luck and being in the right but place at the right time. There's nothing crazy that I wouldn't have believed. I'm going to probably agree with that. Uh, putting the most unbelievable part to me was putting six hundred thousand dollars in a duffel bag under your yeah. sink, yeah. and people were like casing your house, and no one went in and ransacked it and found the money. But yeah. um, no, even the like big plot point, which we won't say because yeah. that's a giveaway. Yeah, that could it happen all like believable. that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I mean, honestly, to that critique, if that kind of stuff happened in our real lives, like to my friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. and that was what made it believable, I would be concerned, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if fiction only talked about the stuff that happens in our everyday lives, super boring. So, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, I get it that someone would say that, but all books, right? 
Have they read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Is that believable? No. <laughs> I would give it. I give it four out of five stars. I think. Oh wow! Wow! Oh wow! You sound surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it it is just enjoyable. It's one of those Mm -hmm. books that is fun to read. It knows what it's there for. It knows very well. Yeah, Yeah. and it's also a combo. Like it's mystery, suspense, love. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on in it that I think will make a lot of people love it. Were there any main characters other than the stepmother and Bailey and Owen? Do you get to meet any other? Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, there's that whole, let's just call it the other side of the family. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a whole other, the secret people, you know, the people that are perpetuating or the reason for this big secret. Yes. Yeah. They're interesting. And one of the characters, I guess I didn't find him believable, the grandpa. Yeah, he, it was a little... I think that ex- was the main yeah. sticking point. Yeah, it sure. was a little extreme. But I also think it's very possible sure. that that could happen. So. Yeah, maybe not in Austin, Texas. But, yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. never know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there were some other good characters. And then her uh, Hannah's grandfather mm-hmm. came into play in the very beginning, which is sort of how she became who she was. So that was an interesting character, too, I think. And I guess, you know, the unbelievable part is they're trying to piece together a mystery where they take the clue, you know, leads to the next clue, leads mm-hmm. to the next clue. That happens in every book like that. And right. It's completely unbelievable, right? But right. that's why we read it. You mentioned it flashes back to the past to kind of show how Hannah and Owen got together and their relationship. Did it feel like it was triggered by certain events she would flash back, or was it just alternating chapters? I think it was alternating chapters per se. And and I think the author needed to do that flashback. Otherwise, we would think Owen was a giant creep. Yeah. So she really had to establish that mm-hmm. he loved her or... I don't know what Amy thinks the word is, but <laughs> that that they had a real relationship. Yeah. And or made Hannah get believe any, that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you well, get any clues from the past? A few. Yeah. Not not many, okay. but a few little ones. She reflects yeah. on times like when he couldn't get his like would say one thing that was true and then it turned out like not to be true and he like yeah. gave himself away, he got caught in a little white lie. Yeah. yeah. That was part of the bigger lie. Okay. Like maybe she should have caught some of those and asked more questions is kind of where it came from. And she uses some of those clues to figure out the true story, too, like old conversations that they've had, things that might have been true in them, lead her in certain directions. At what point, because I'm guessing they started when he went missing by going to the authorities, at what point did that twist where maybe they were having to go around the authorities so they didn't go they actually didn't go to the authorities because the assumption (laughs) not if i had six hundred thousand dollars the assumption is he went missing because of this scandal at work yeah so and and everybody knows he's missing Mm -hmm. so the authorities are already looking for him the fbi is looking for him the texas rangers or the marshals are looking for him Mm -hmm. the u.s marshals so they're already looking before she even knows that he's not coming home Mm -hmm. and she kind of goes to a, a lawyer friend that she knows that lives a couple boathouses down and kind of discusses it with him. And I think from that she gets, yeah, he's he's protecting himself and also at the same time protecting Bailey and Hannah by being away from the house because mm-hmm. they're more looking for him. And then that way they don't come and bother them until a couple days later. So what kind of started this? Because it sounds like they found some breadcrumbs that led them to do this deeper investigation. What kind of kicked that off? The U.S. Marshal that showed up had a 512 area code. And as we all know, 512 is Austin. (laughs) Uh, So she was, and it just in conversation, why does Texas care? Like, why would the U.S. Marshal in Texas Mm -hmm. be looking 
for him yeah. when the FBI is already looking and stuff. So that's like there has to be a backstory and the answer must be in Texas. And Bailey has some memory of being at the stadium in UT. And okay. Okay. Her real mom passed away when she was like four-ish. Yeah. So she has very few memories, but the memories she has revolves around the UT campus and she remembers being at a wedding and a stadium and yeah. so they start piecing it all together. Yeah, once that US Marshal comes and they say Austin and then Hannah is like, is there anything you can remember from Austin? It's got to be something back there. Then Bailey starts remembering a few things and they're like, we have to go. She remembers burnt orange. Yes. yes. <laughs> Everywhere. Yes. So, so again, like if a critic says it's too unbelievable, yeah, of course, right? But we've never been in that situation. We've never had our husbands go missing, so we don't know what it's like. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty good. I know you guys are both avid readers. How about you tell us what you're reading right now? I am reading The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth, who, if you remember, is the author of The Mother-in-Law. Okay. Um, so, and I am, it's very similar just in like tone and genre to the, to this book. So been another like fast paced plot, little bit of a secret thing going on in the family. So, and I'm reading Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, mm-hmm. which is another Reese Witherspoon book pick. And it is so good. Have most of hers been hits for you then? These are the only two I've read, oh, actually, okay, okay. because this one was so good. I went back to her list and I was like, well, let me pick another one. And I mean, what this, I've seen from her list, she usually has pretty good suggestions. Yeah. Can and I this ask you, one's completely different, but so good. Can I ask you a serious question, Amy? Yeah. Why are you asking Reese Witherspoon what to read when your best friend's a librarian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's not asking. Reese Witherspoon is just posting. <laughs> She's just posting and I'm seeing it. So do you follow me on Insta? I do. Okay. You need to post more. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to be hurt inside by this. <laughs> But it's okay. Yeah, Reese posts a little bit more than you do. Okay, I'm I'm (laughs) going to pick up my social media game and my book recommendation game. You do follow our podcast, though, the one that you're on right now. I do. I love it. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all the questions I can think of. Yeah. It sounds like a very fun book. I'm not normally one for suspense, things like that, but it feels like just enough of a little taste. Yeah, I am not a mystery suspense kind of reader, but it's just a touch of it. I'll have to go to the beach one day. Yes, that would be (laughs) perfect. It's so good. And thank you guys so much for joining us, and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye. Bye.